0: With a look back over the weekend sport action, this is Full Time on KCLR with Eddie Scully.
1: And you're very welcome to the full-time on KCLR on Monday night again. And what an absolutely brilliant weekend of sport we've had. Starting in Kilkenny, of course, we had the Senior Hurling Championship final, which was an absolute humdinger. And I'll be chatting to Adrian, Ronnie, Ronan about that in a couple of minutes. We've Willie Quinnan, who's going to be bringing us up to date with all the action from the Michael Ling Motors Senior Championship in Carlow, where we had two semi semi-finals. Eddie Doyle's going to be dropping in to have a quick chat with me about the Intermediate Relegation final. And of course, the announcement there, which was official yesterday evening, that Colin Fenley is stepping away from... For good from Kilkenny Hurling not a major shock but still you know it's sad to see Colin uh, hanging up his boots as well after being such a brilliant servant to Kilkenny Hurling over the years but starting with Hurling is what we're going to do and we're going to start by join- being joined on the line by Adrian Ronnie Ronan who commentated on yesterday's absolute brilliant game Ronnie good afternoon evening even.
0: good evening Eddie
1: how's it go? Uh, very good Ronnie that was some cracker of a match
0: yeah um, it was an excellent game Um, because as we mentioned and a lot of people mentioned uh, Kenny Hurling needed it Kenny Senior Championship needed because a lot of people felt since we've all returned to games that maybe they weren't as good as we had expected we had missed so much with COVID and coming back I suppose playing the games and attending the games and supports we felt the standard wasn't uh, up to what we expected but we got a humdinger and met up for the last six or eight weeks and the final was excellent and it's no good to all Auckland's but their their contribution was absolutely massive in a great game uh, they lived up to the billing that said they'd fight on their backs to the very end and they did that to the very end um, they were still trying to get a, a, an equaliser or trying to get another goal or two near the end but no um, brilliant game brilliant quality and the quality of scores uh, over the the 60 minutes was excellent from both sides and I think that was one of the highlights the hurling was excellent but the quality of scores some of the scores from both uh, sets of players both sets of uh, attackers and midfielders for that KS but absolutely
1: brilliant. Yeah, I, I I was very lucky yesterday in the sense that where I was sitting, uh, you know, I was just off the halfway line in front of where you were doing the commentary and there was a group of people from Leash sitting behind me who were rushing back to Leash after their game to, to watch the county final in Leash. And <laughs> the score taken, like the amount of times that I heard the oohs, you know, they like yeah. i seen, there was Connor Heary, I think it was, from wing back for Lachlan Gale scored a couple of absolutely outrageous scores um, and then TJ got one right in front of us there on the side of the pitch as well like we know how class he is but it, when he hit it it looked like it was going to go 30 yards wide and it just kind of just gently drifted in and across but it was you know there was so many of them scores to keep you to going but I want to kind of get into the game which a little bit Ronnie the first thing I'm going to ask you is on being as referee yesterday you know probably you know what I'm hearing today lots of credit for Owen he let it go and you know as a referee in performance I, I, I genuinely think he, he massively contributed to a brilliant game
0: yeah and again um, people talk about the last two games in Kilkenny that we've all been excited by and if you see the the common team uh, Glenmore and Thomas they said it was a wonderful game uh, full of hearts full of spirit full of um, incident uh, good and bad and the same yesterday and the common denominator is the referee in both cases because Peter Burke last week and Owen being this week both uh, let the game flow. Um, let the game... Not in, a, in a, They understand the game, I suppose. And, and I, I, I give great credit to Owen Bean in particular because we talk about that game in particular. He played the game at the highest level. He's played with Johnstown. He's played underage with the Kenny. He knows the game, plays the game, and then understands the game. And I think that's a massive help to any uh, uh, referee or anybody though, that you have been there and you understand and he certainly contributed to the game and allowed the game to flow and yes there was talking um, incidents that were a talking points but over the hour of course who wants to be a referee over the hour he's contribution was massive without a shadow of
1: a doubt. yeah he definitely would have got a lot more right than he got wrong and I think that's you know the, the obvious thing for a referee going out on the pitch is try and get as many right as you can I spoke to one of my very good friends this morning and and I said it to him about you know because this is a common team that you hear when the referee lets it go and he said to me Eddie just what you've just said Ronnie sometimes you get referees that have played at the highest levels and he said what we say when you say let it go so for people listening at home when you're saying about letting it go it's he let a hard challenge go he let you know right on the edge but he won't let dangerous challenges go or wild swings things like that that's not what we're saying we don't want that but he, he he definitely did referee it fair there was one small incident Ronnie I don't know if you had a chance to see it back again but it was Paddy Deegan was breaking in in the first half and from where I was I thought he was caught high um, breaking in for a score now there was nothing came over it Paddy went down injured Ballyhale cleared the ball I think it ended up going as a wide at the other end of the field and come on do you remember the incident I'm speaking about I
0: do I remember the incident uh, very well and like that uh, meeting different people yesterday evening and speaking to people today um, people uh, would have mentioned that incident and to the naked eye to us in the stand again I just happened to be commentating but I haven't seen what everyone else has seen and for me when it happened I didn't think anything other than a high challenge I didn't think for one minute to send enough to be fair to you to um, to Kevin model. And again, I often look at the, the person involved in these incidents, and there's some that you know. Again, a referee would know from referee Kevin Mullen isn't a dirty player; he's a tight corner back. Yes, he might have mistimed his tackle. Paddy Vegan is totally wholehearted in his approach to every ball, and maybe sometimes Paddy, if there's a little bit of a criticism, might be sometimes a little bit theatrical at times. So he might have went down rather easily, but he did come up with blood on his face. It did look more, uh, uh, more of a serious incident, and like you. I spoke to a number of people yesterday evening who said they were over on that side of the field and were very close and they uh, interpreted differently but then we uh, here we go again it's like you see five people going to a, 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 an accident and you get five different uh, answers of what people saw so it's the referee made the decision uh, from a personal point of view I didn't think it was a send and off um, um, mm. because as I said I thought Darren Mullen or Kevin Mullen tried to play the ball he's not a dr order young Mullen and um, I just thought uh, again, Paddy Deegan be Paddy Deegan. He was up for a shot. Yes, he did get a, he did get a, a mark. And then when we mentioned Paddy Deegan, I know we might mention it actually more. What a display he gets! Score 2-3 in the county final and not win. Um, you know, and, and we, he is supposed to be a, a back. So his contribution to allotments was massive.
1: Yeah, we, we, will take it on nicely from there and it, it is to Paddy Deegan's performance, uh, Ronnie. Like first of all, you know, Man of the match in games generally goes to the winning teams, players, and that's the way, you know, it always has been and probably always will be, but Paddy Deegan definitely, to me, in the, you know, just from my view into the game, he was my man of the match yesterday. He, he literally died in his boots there yesterday for, for a Lachlan Games. He gave some exhibition inside in Nolan Park. Yeah, well,
0: look, up to. Up to the third water break, Paddy Deegan was the man of the match. Simple as that. But unfortunately, as sport goes, as we all know, the winning team, strangely, in 1993, all around finals, in one of the few times ever in the Sunday game, Parry Kelly got it for Galway, and Kenny won the all in '93. But in general... um. Uh, winning team always is the the, the 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 man of the match and again our guys went to suggest it but to mention Paddy Deegan or you know, Loughlin's contribution Paddy's uh, contribution was massive uh, all over the field but look he's a guy that's totally whole hearted wherever he goes wherever he plays and he did all of those things and again when you talk about the score again, uh, Eddie I mean Paddy, Paddy Deegan got two off his, one off his left and one off his right under the stand Garrett Corkin came up the field got one off his left just before half time along with TJ from a free like when, we, when you look back at the match, I'd say, I've never seen a team to hurl so well in a county final and lose. Uh, and I try to think, I know there's been classic finals in years gone by and people with better memories than me and more knowledgeable than me will, will say, oh, this match and that match. But certainly, I don't think, I think Lockton's on the day, if they had to meet any other team on any given day, that performance that they gave to score 3-15 and lose a county final to play so well for so long Um and not win it. So I've been so sorry for them that they didn't win in that case because the performance that they gave was excellent. And even some of the finals that the Ulsterans have may have won in the past, I'd say they might have heard as well as these guys yesterday. But unfortunately for them, they've got beaten, and it counts for nothing because when they go back next year, there's 12 teams or 11 teams in particular just mad to get at the Shamrocks. And um, as I said from some of the interviews I did afterwards. I thought Shamrock's might just have enough. and might just say, OK, we'll take a break. we we'll take it easy. We have 19 titles and this, that, and the other. But no, nah, they're going now to try and beat the record that in Kakeni Hurdle, equally the record of a of 20 titles. They're also now going to try and match what has never been done before, not match, uh, out, outclass whatever has never been done before and win a five-in-a-row, never never done in Kakeni Senior County Hurdle. And it's also their 50th anniversary of the senior club so that's some that's some pain in the head for all those other 12 clubs and 11 <laughs> clubs like that you need to take the these I thought Chambers would take a break they're not
1: <laughs> no they're dead I, I definitely can't see it just back to the game itself Ronnie like you have to give Again, and I, I know it's it's small consolation for a Lachlan Gales, but sometimes when you leave a pitch after watching a match and you're trying to analyse it, you'd look at it and you'd say, they got this wrong, they got that wrong. You know, this type of thing, you'd look at it and say, oh, if he played Ronnie at centre forward instead of corner forward. You know, people do these, you over-analyse it and look at it. But the two big things I'd say to you there is the the, the starting full forward line on the programme, I know they didn't actually line up and in, in that way, it was it was Reed, Fenley and Cody inside uh, the full forward line for Ballyhale Shamrocks they were held scoreless yesterday by Lachlan Gales and then obviously the other big talking point was Paddy Deegan being put up a full forward all year you know Paddy then contributes two goals and three points Owen Wall came in with 1-2 in the corner like if Andy Cornford had been told the night before the game you're going to hold the Ballyhale Shamrocks forward, full forward and scoreless and your corner forward and full forward are going to contribute 3-5 would he have been foolish to think we're going to win this game? Yeah and
0: that's a brilliant question you're dead right if any team our management were told that you told the Valley Shamrock's full forward they scored us. And you scored like three fifteen. It's uh, you know, if you put a few pounds and wager in on that one. But that I think to be fair and we're we're, we're giving our loxes tremendous credit, but I think now we have to chart that and go to the Shamrocks and and and, and to be fair to them, just for once and all just analyze how good the performance they had. Because again when they have different players in different positions that turn up on different days, that's the the beauty of the Shamrocks. They just get outrageous scores and then they have different players that just turn up on the day and bail them out. And how often has Owen Cody done it and Con Fenley and Owen Reid in the past? And yesterday, they were held at different stages but they were working very hard off the ball but then as he often does TJ does it Adrian Mullen taps in with 1-1 his contribution for Adrian was quite but he still ended up getting a major goal in the game and then in the middle of the field Ronan Corkin decided that he's going to have the game of his life and he was excellent all through and when Shamrocks were struggling in the first half he was the one player that was winning his position and if you analyse the match and you come back at half time and you're saying how many positions had Shamrocks won in the first half they were struggling in about 10, if not 12, positions. And yes, they were only three points. And the two points before half time from uh, Dara Corcoran and TJ, that met at a three point game. Instead of going in at half time, five points down, they were in three points down. And that just gave them that co- a little bit of comfort and that belief and that hunger that they have. And then the rest of them picked up and then Corcoran decided then to have a very good second half as well. But over the hour, on the day it was the lesser player in this case it was Ronan Corcoran decided to keep the thing taken over for as well as TJ look TJ was orchestrating the whole lot for sure and then as the game went on Richie Reed Joyhold the backs got on top um, in, the, in, the, in the Shamrock's case the backs got on top and then TJ's move out as a third man midfield just made huge room and he just orchestrated the whole lot but again it was in the last quarter and that was probably where I suppose Lachlan's well, were a point up at the water break in the third quarter and you'd still give Locktons a great chance it was two fourteen, two thirteen 13 at the water break and Locktons were after weathering two, two goals coming back into the game getting the goals themselves and you'd say right, they're after weathering and now they're, two, they're a point up and then Shamrock's to the side, then bang, bang Owen Reed gets a shot hook out Corkton puts a ball over the bar Brian Cody gets an outrageous point off his left TJ Noreen and Ronan and again and then Brian Butler does something that's crazy. And Shane Dunne, who did it in a match in recent times for the village, he turns up in the end of the, uh, end of the square. And in this case, Brian, Brian uh, Butler just gets a breaking and ball and um, has, has two yards on Paddy. And in that case, the whole place was opened up for him and he scored. Certainly one of the best goals scored in the county final in a long, long time.
1: Yeah, it, it, like at the time in the game as well, in fairness, like you, you, you explain it so well, at that water break. Ballyhale point down, no panic, but then it was like someone flicked a switch, Ronnie. There was about a seven-minute blitz of point, 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 and it was nearly. You had to look at the scoreboard to believe that they were gone. I think they were gone eight points up at one stage. Um, you know they were definitely on five. Maybe I think they did go no, eight points. Eight point. um, you know, and 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 you could see when that goal, when when when. Butler scored his goal, which was an absolutely unbelievable goal. Um, I hate saying for a cornerback because that's not fair. Like he's, he's a hurler on the pitch, but like he was man marking Paddy Deegan at that stage. Paddy Deegan had kind of come out around midfield to try and shore it up a little bit for a Lachlan Gales and that had allowed Butler to travel out with him. But when he, when he won the possession, like it did open like the Seas of Galilee and he just took advantage of it straight down the middle and he absolutely buried it. It was a, it was a joy to behold now in fairness.
0: No, look, again, we've all been fortunate over the years, again, as a supporter and having played in county finals, like, to think of, you know, you dream of, uh, as a fault one, getting to a county final and winning the county final, but just to score, you know, just one of those, goals that are turning point, and to be fair, a lot of people were saying, you know, Shamrock's were still, you know, at that stage they weren't humming at that stage. They were just they were uh, marginally ahead of, of O'Loughlin's at that stage. That goal just finished off whatever chance O'Loughlin's had, and you know it came at such a vital time in such an important game, and from such an unusual uh, uh, position or, or a person in, in the case of Brian Butler And look, um, it just. It just uh, was a a super goal to finish off an an excellent day. And I think just to be fair to to Kenny, we mentioned it the last day, to Kenny Ground, to to Kevin McGarry and to John uh, Coogan and the vice, Nona Park pitch was excellent yesterday. They had to stand that place in front of the old stand in near perfect conditions. Like, just from a county board perspective, you have to get tremendous credit the way they ran the game, allowing the the health sector to come in for free. Like, the whole day, the whole atmosphere, the whole. there was just a great... Good feel factor about the day. The weather obviously um had a huge bearing on it. But as a feel good factor from a county final day, we got everything from the day from the from the minute we woke up yesterday morning, the weather um was excellent. The hurling was excellent, and the goodwill of Kikenny County Board and everybody. I just it just um it was, it was an, excellent, an excellent excellent spectacle for Kickenny um hurling. Um and, and the knockers and the begrudges will all come in straight away and say, who have we found for the Kilkenny senior team? That's a different story for a different day, but for a Kilkenny senior county hurling, uh, final. And there was a lot of, um, national media in the media box yesterday. And, um, they were glad, as a lot of them would have said, that they turned up and, and picked
1: the Kilkenny county final. Yeah, no, and, and so say all of us. The, the last kind of two questions I'll leave you with there. One is, does Brian Cody have to consider Paddy Deegan in the forwards? Uh, of
0: course um, everything's on the table now um, of course you'll have to consider but hey um, Brian Cody as we all know does his own thing and certainly it um, doesn't sway by what the Kikennie public think but Paddy Dugan yeah sure, why wouldn't you it's like Owen Murphy coming off the goal all these things are radical decisions but maybe we need radical things to be done in the, on the Kikennie Hurden uh, team next year like um, there's possibly go to retirements in the next four or five weeks, um, that we're all dreading, and we don't know how many could retire and, and might retire, and that means we have to find uh, good quality young lads. Yes, they're out there, but they need to have time to train and learn how to uh, hurl at that level. They'll come in at a certain level, but they're not ready to walk straight into a Kenny team without two years of uh, training and S&C conditioning. So, maybe we might have to do something radical, and maybe make those changes and who knows, but there's only one group of players uh manage them to pick those teams and that bring Cody and his management team. But lo and behold Martin Martin Comerford is is an O'Loughlin's
1: man, and uh, he's on the Cakenny senior uh, management team with Brian Cody. So, let's see, those to have a say? <laughs> <laughs> and, and the last one, we leave leave you with this one, Ronnie. Is of course Colin Fenley. No real shock, anyway. Anyone, anyone that knows Colin would know that Colin. You know, he he took the year out last year, kind of this year, to, to 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 just rest and focus on other things. Hadn't expected him to come back myself. I don't know about you, Ronnie, but he obviously officially announced it yesterday that his intercounty career was finished
0: yeah um to be fair at the time which was a major shock he was a huge loss to any last year and then it's like everything's like time you uh, sometimes when you're out of sight out of mind you forget about these things and i i think he was asked yesterday by some of the national media uh about about next year now to be fair to Colin i'm not sure what he had in mind but he's been a, a typical friendly he's given a huge huge service to um Kenny Hurling owes them nothing and obviously a huge service to, to Valley Shamrocks just to think of his record alone. 10 county finals medals, like, you I mean, holy God, 10 county finals to have won that, not to mention all the other ones he has won. But look, um when you analyse him, he's still 32 years of age, would he still make a major contribution to Kenny Hurling? Of course he would, he's a big, huge man, he's a leader. Um, is he hurling as well as he might like over the last uh, 12 months, I'm not too sure and like everybody at that stage of your life, when you hit the 30s in a modern day hurler, you know, it's, it's what gets more difficult, you know, it certainly gets more difficult but um, Colin Fenley has been super for Kilkenny Hurling, super for the Shamrocks and um, as I said the Fenley dynasty uh, what they've given to Kilkenny Hurling, what they've given to Shamrocks and Ballet Hale Hurling and um, that, uh, that Fenley name now, that's uh, as I said, it's it's after so many, so many years to kilkenny Horan, and it's now, as you said, official. So we wish Colin the best uh, look in his retirement. But as, he, as they said yesterday, he's retired from Kilkenny-Hurland but they're still, they still have goals uh, set for themselves next
1: year. So, like I just an amazing outfit, amazing club. No, they definitely are. The and Ronnie, again, thanks a million for taking my call this evening. Well done on the commentary yesterday, and you can rest up, I'm sure, ahead of two big games next weekend.
0: Well, we'll see what happens, but we certainly enjoyed it. And, and as we said, uh, hats off to everyone involved yesterday. The teams, uh, the Kakeni County Board—it was a, a hurling spectacle. It was great for Kilkenny hurling. We needed it. All of us needed the supporters. I'm a supporter, the same as anyone, and I really enjoyed it. And I think everyone else enjoyed it. That's what we want. Uh, that's why we finally uh, we have. That, um, uh, illness that you call in the GA, body in hurling, and we, uh, it lived up to its, its, uh, yesterday, so well done
1: to everybody. Oh, that's brilliant. Thanks a million. Ronnie, there, that's, we're going to leave it there with Ronnie Ronan. That is, of course, Adrian Ronnie Ronan. He did us all the commentary from yesterday's game with Michael Walsh. I got to hear snippets of it today on the news, and it was absolutely brilliant. If you do want to listen to that back on Scoreline, you'll get the full commentary of yesterday's match, and the two boys really lit it up for us all there. We're going to take a quick ad break there, and we'll come back with Carlo Football after this
0: full-time on KCL or with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at Lahart's, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny.
1: Andrew very welcome back to Full Time on KCLR. Of course, last weekend as well was the Breeders' Cup over in America. Lots of Irish interest in there. Unfortunately, we had no home trained winners of the Breeders' Cup. O'Sheen Murphy, of course, flying the flag for Ireland, did win the Long Jean's Breeders' Cup this staff, which is a two million dollar race. O'Sheen Murphy, of course, is the champion jockey over in the UK at the moment. Still absolutely brilliant, but lots of Irish runners and unfortunately no winners this weekend at the Breeders' Cup, but I'm sure we'll put that right next year. Now we're going to switch our things. Minds, I should say, and our thoughts to things much more local than that. And it's the Carlo Football Championship, and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Willie Quinn. Willie, good evening.
2: Good evening, Eddie.
1: Willie, two more good, 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 good games, good semi-finals. Arrow, Mount Leinster Rangers. First game I'm going to talk to you about Arrow, probably just the stronger side, really, by a, by a good bit.
2: Yeah, you could you could see. It. I suppose they're they're really the, the team in the last couple of years. They're they're going for five in a row, Eddie, and the. Uh, although they weren't at their best yesterday they still scored one sixteen to Rangers 8 points uh, one convincingly Rangers had a couple of chances early on missed the goal and and the point but as soon as aero went down the field I think Colin Hulton could have kicked 2 or 3 in a row and Daryl Brain kicked 4 I mean the, the full forward line alone kicked 10 points Sean Gannon kicking 2 uh, Jordan Morrissey kicking 1 Niall Quinlan come, coming on and scoring 1-1 one, one at the end Um, still very strong still good bench Uh, Rangers you know put up a good show but after ten minutes, you know you could see that they're were kind of pulling away. They were always four or five points ahead, and uh, always going to be difficult for Rangers to, to win that one, Eddie. And
1: like I, I was lucky enough to see some of the highlights from Mount Lancer Rangers game last week. And maybe foolishly enough, because I haven't been focused on heavy enough on the Carroll football scene, a lot of the Mount Leinster Rangers hurlers are playing football there for, for Mount Leinster Rangers as well. If if you know what I mean, like. And, and this might sound like a stupid question, but have have these lads got one eye on Ballyhale Shamrocks in a couple of weeks' time as well, or are 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 they fully committed and fully focused to the football championships as well?
2: Well, you'd have to say looking at them last week, they were they were fully focused and fully committed. I mean, they came up against Palantine, they won by two points, and and that really flattered Palantine because they had five one and one chances, and only for for their keeper really kept Palantine in it. He saved. He said to five of them now. Another day, two or three of them could have went in and they would have won by 10 or 12 points. Um, it's just, I suppose, rogue or a different kettle of fish. I think they're a step above uh, most teams in Carlow. Uh, where, where Rangers really struggle is their forward lane. Two points came from their forward lane yesterday. Fitzpatrick scored one and Chris Nolan. Uh, Eddie Dermot Bourne in the middle kicked four four points, three frees and one from play and Kevin McDonald kicked two. And another point came from Gary Kelly, centre-back. So it's that at the, the end, the scoring end of the field where Rangers really, really struggling. Obviously, they won't struggle in the in the hurling end of it. They'll score from all all angles, but that has kind of been their downfall for the last number of years. Now, listening to Johnny Nevin after the game they possibly don't get enough of football coming into the championship because the hurling is all obviously it's on first or pure hurling for eight weeks they get probably two weeks of a break and then they're straight back into the football so it's not easy to go from one to the other and be be at the top level they've done really good to get to a semi-final uh, as did Bagenalstown Gales, you know, meeting Rathfollie, but it just wasn't to be yesterday. They rode a little bit stronger on on the day and got, found that they were getting the scores a little bit easier already.
1: Yeah, but it's, it it does like I, I genuinely feel for the clubs that are, are are going at it at both codes. You know, you see it in Wexford. There's a lot of dual clubs down there. Shamillairs are through to the football final in Wexford now to be playing Gus but neither of them got to the hurling final. Where Shamillairs is to be a real proud hurling club as well, but. Again, like like Carlo, you have six, eight weeks of hurling. Next thing is a one-week break. If you've gotten to a county final, you go out and celebrate for a week. Then you have a week to try and get going again. It isn't simple. But before we switch to the other semi-final, I do want to ask you about Palatine. I, 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 that, that was the game I got to see the highlights of with Mount Leinster Rangers. And their goalkeeper, he genuinely... I, I, I don't know he was pulling off saves to meet the band and I was kind of laughing and then somebody I don't know did he had a nickname like Snackbox or something like that they, they, Snackbox it, that's correct yeah. Carmel Holloway
2: is his name but they call him <laughs> Snackbox he had retired actually a couple of years ago and uh, they coaxed him back because Craig Carney picked up an injury and their second goalkeeper Thomas Hickey he had another injury done a knee injury so they were really going back to I think Carmen could have been playing a bit of junior football and they enticed him to play the senior and he was just incredible on the night he, he, he said. Definitely five one and ones. Now, you could say that Rangers didn't put them into the bottom corner or leaving the nice height, for them, but you still have to save them. Eddie, and he, he was unbelievable on the night. He, he definitely was. Probably man of the match for Palantine. Definitely that night. No,
1: but I'm shit I suppose the nickname kind of what uh, what was said to me. Oh yeah, you're man and gold for Palatine. Uh, the snack box is brilliant, and I kind of laughed But then when I looked into it a little bit more, I, I was I was really surprised to hear that he would come back out of retirement and all that. So like you know, fair juice to him and great credit. Because I think when someone puts in a performance like that, it's very important that we do highlight it and say well done to him. Switching to the other semi final, then Willie Radfili against Baglanstown. I've been kind of saying it all year that Baglanstown have had a really really good season. Obviously came up against a very well oiled. Uh, at Philly,
2: yeah, a team that are improving all the time. Eddie Bagnestongeal uh, uh, met them two met them two weeks ago, but they didn't really learn because that day Brian Murphy kicked nine points, albeit five from freeze and four from play. Yesterday he kicked seven frees and three from play. Kevin Murphy kicked two. The last day he kicked three, and Brendan Murphy kicked two points in the middle of the field. There were three guys that you would have been singling out that Gale needed to keep quiet. Now. They just couldn't keep them quiet. Maybe they did know. Obviously, they did know the threat that they brought. But yesterday, they just seemed to have have movement all over the field. Brendan was back to his best. Uh, Brian is really on song. If you give him half a chance of a point from a free or from play, he's knocking them over. He he has 19 points in in the last two games. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a great battle in the in the final next weekend. And you'd have to say both both teams that are in it haven't lost the game this this year
1: and really looking forward to the final next Sunday and what way would you see it going Willie like I mean you know like for me the naked eye looking in on it there Oak kind of seem almost unstoppable at the moment um, they're just a juggernaut and they seem to be improving all the time but then I mean Raffili they'll, they'll, they'll leave no stone unturned this week to make sure that they're completely ready for that game
2: yeah, I thought I thought Raphiuli' discipline in the, in their backline was exceptional. They gave away one kickable score in the first half, and the same in the second. And that actually came from a forward tracking back. He done a. Brian Smith actually tackled, uh, I think it was Jamie Clark into his own backline, so it wasn't even a back that gave it away. So they're very, very disciplined. They're not giving away too many frees because they realise, you know, that that's where the game can be won and lost if you're giving away frees. I, I wouldn't say Arga are, are invincible. There's no team in, invincible. Ballyboden would have been favoured uh, this year maybe for Dublin and even push on to win Leinster, all Ireland, and they were turned over at the weekend. So Arga will have to be step it up. I mean, two or three notches. They haven't got any any good matches in the last couple of weeks in, in the championship and maybe that might not suit them whereas Raffili they know how to win a game they've been up and down you know two points in it three points in it maybe a uh, team get back level and they and yesterday they look like a team that really mean business in the, in, the, in the county final and that'll be next Sunday so it's going to be a great game I think it'll be a tight game it could come down to uh, mistakes maybe free, uh, two free takers that are on song and that's that's probably the, the, about the size of it it definitely won't be a, a one-sided match uh, remember Raffaele beat them in the, league, in the league which is last year's league 2020 and Aero turned them over in last year's championship 2020 which is also this year um, so it, it's going to be a really tight match and uh, you know real small margins will win these games
1: and it's the two right teams in the final
2: Without a doubt it's the two best teams. You can see that of the last between between the league and the championship and both teams are on beaten in their, their their league side of it. So it's definitely the two best teams in Kara for for a number of years and Ayrogue have just about got the best of them the best of Rafilly in the championship over the last number of years. They're going for five in a row. They were in a Leinster final a couple of years ago and uh, they're going to take beaten. I think the bench could be a big bearing on this as well. Uh, what to what have guys coming on that can get a couple of scores maybe at the end of the game maybe to push on and win it so really looking forward to a good game next Sunday Eddie.
1: You're sitting solidly on the fence there Willie I'm not going to ask you for prediction you're going to be analysing it and calling it for us next weekend I'm sure on KCLR anyway
2: Yeah definitely I, I obviously think Airog are our favourites and even, even yesterday Airog and Raffili were favourites it's very difficult because you're expecting, you're you're thinking one team are going to be turned over, but it just it's not meant to be. If I if I was to be put a gun to my head, I'd say I roll by three or four points. But a really really tight game and a couple of mistakes could turn that around and could be in referee's favour.
1: No, well, fingers crossed, Willie. We get treated to an absolute epic battle, and may the best team win. Best of luck to both sides from us all. In case law, you know. Willie. Thanks a million for taking my call again this evening.
2: Thanks Eddie,
1: no butter. That is of course Willie Quinlan there who will be calling that game next weekend and a really exciting game to look forward to between Og and Ratfilly. As Willie said, both teams unbeaten going into this, into a county final it's just what you want. The two best football teams in Carlow going head to head. In Wexford yesterday of course, Shell got the better of Bunclody in the county semi-final and Gus got the better of St. Martin, probably a bit of a shock that result so we've got Gus against Shell as well on next Sunday in the Wexford senior football final which will be no doubt a cracking game I'd probably just give Shellman ears a little bit of a tip of the scales on that one there we're going to take a quick ad break there and we're going to talk intermediate hurling when we come back
0: Full time on KCLR. With thanks to the full range of Skoda vehicles at LaHearts. The home of Skoda in Kilkenny. LaHeartsSkoda.ie.
1: And you're welcome back to full time on KCLR. Joining me on the line now is of course my great friend from Blacks and Whites, Eddie Doyle. Eddie, we're not going to talk about the Castlecomber Blacks and Whites Intermediate Football Classic yesterday. <laughs> Instead, we're going to talk about the Intermediate Relegation Final. Young Ireland's 3-13, John Locks, Callan, uh, one goal and seven. John, John Locks have been relegated to junior.
3: Yeah, the John Locks. Yeah, um, yeah. They're probably looking at it, probably threatening it there last year. They probably weren't going well either. And you know, young Ireland's, you know, at last couple of years probably have been a better team. And just unlucky looking, maybe to find themselves down there this year. And look at the out the forces of they, state they won yesterday, and, and they're up to stay in the intermediate for another year. And John Locks are, are gone down. Yeah, and um, I suppose look, you're probably looking at on paper anyway, you know, you Ireland know, and Gordon probably have a, a, a stronger, more experienced team there, the like Michael Welch and Michael Carey and Sean Carey and all these fellas and, you know, like likes of, um, you know, Paul Holland there and all these fellas are, are real good hurlers and, you know, the, at the end of the day that's probably, that probably, you know, pay dividends for him. you know, Sean Keogh, back hurling this year again after a year off as well, so, you know, all these lads are really good experienced hurlers and Callan probably a bit, bit younger um John Lott, you know, and they're down junior, I suppose, and that, that you know they'll, that they'll find it difficult
1: down there again. You know. Yeah, the, the two relegations that we've seen this year, um, obviously Ror and being relegated from the senior ranks, and John Locks Callan being relegated from the intermediate ranks. All opponents were calling this from very early in the championship. Both of these teams were favourites to be relegated.
3: Yeah, and it's not a nice thing, Eddie, to be to be talking about. But you know what, like you know, like I said, John Locks last year were probably you know but they say they're fortunate to stay up maybe and you know the rollers League as well you know they're probably fortunate to stay up as, you know last year as well I, you know I, I did commentary for, for their relegation semi-final against Great Valley last year and they got a couple of goals in extra time in that game to stay up you know um, you know, so they did, they did find it difficult and look at the people you know when you're talking to throughout the year probably saw both teams as, as the favourites to go down and that that's what it, you know. Unfortunately for both teams, that's what it was. But but on, on you know John Lux in the positive. You know had likes of Ryan Bergen and back hurling, Ireland. You know Ryan had a time off from Ireland there, and he's very fortunate to be back hurling. He he'll be a, a big stalwart to the club again going forward when they're down in junior as well. So look at them down in junior level. Look at it they, they won't have it all their own way, but they, they could. They, they'll be a strong team down there again. You know so. Time will tell whether they come back
1: up in a year, a year or two, you know? No, we will definitely see that. The other announcement yesterday was, of course, that Colin Fenley has officially retired now from Inter County Hurling. Eddie, in two minutes, can you sum up what Colin Fenley has done for Kenny Hurling?
3: Well, where do you start? Um, Colin Fenley, you know, was 2010-2011 he came on the scene? You know, he he probably wasn't a prolific uh, goal scorer when he came on, or or, or scorer when he came on, but he's turned into a, you know, what can only be described as a a goal machine and a a worker and a, a force, you know. I don't want to talk about his physical strength too much because it probably takes away from other abilities he has but look at he's won what four all earns he has five Leinsters he's won a couple of uh, national leagues, two or three of them and he has his couple of All Stars and what a player he has been. And look at that thirty two years of age, well, I'm sure Colin Fenley still do, do a job to any but what a servant he has been. Like he's been a true a veteran ram at times. He's been a go to man. You know, if we needed a goal it was Colin got on the ball and it was Colin that these his fellow his colleagues were looking for on the ball to get him on the ball, sorry and if it's Bendy, We probably need another on the team, and that's probably the biggest top, top, that I can play. I, I can say, you know, that we need him, and we need someone else coming up, a younger a version of him coming up as well. So he's just been great for for the team as he has been for again and as he continues to for Gale for another few years, I'm sure as well. But he's just been exciting, phenomenal, real good worker real exciting player, goal better What else can you say about him?
1: Eddie? No, Eddie, very, very nice words and very, very true words as well about Colin Fenley. Thanks a million for taking my call again uh, this week to discuss the the intermediate relegation game and, of course, Colin Fenley's uh, retirement from Hurland. I look forward to chatting to you during the week. Thanks a million. Thanks a million. That is, of course, Eddie Doyle of Blacks and Whites there who uh, was sitting beside me watching the senior Hurland final yesterday and we did really enjoy it. What a game it was. Just a quick thank you to Adrian, Ronnie, Ronan for taking our call and talking us through that. Of course, the the Kilkenny County final, Willie Quinlan, who brought us all up to date with all the football from Carlo, and of course Eddie Doyle, who was discussing the intermediate relegation final between Young Ireland's John Locks. Congratulations to all the winning teams over the weekend and commiserations to all the losing teams over the weekend. That's it from me, Eddie Scally on full time. Up next is Own Kerry. Enjoy your evenings, whatever you're doing, and mind yourself, speak to you next week.
0: Full time on KCLOR, with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen Vehicles at La Harts, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny. LaHart's we <laughs>